It's time for Hostile Discourse. Here's your host, David Rolfing. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hostile Discourse. This week, we're doing our first ever crossover episode with my other podcast, Disney One by One, which is a look through Disney's animated classics that I've been doing the past about a year or so with my brother, Mike. Mike is our number one movie guest, I would say. (laughs) He's been on the podcast a lot over the last few years. And we have him on tonight as my co-host, my Timon to my Pumbaa. <laughs> I'll use your analogy strategy there, Mike. Welcome yeah, to Hostile thanks. Discourse. And you introduced me before the other your other co-host. Ouch. <laughs> That's what I do on this show, okay? We do things a little bit differently. So Yeah. Well, as, as David said, we have another podcast called Disney One by One. And uh, yeah, the Disney, what are they called? The Walt Disney Animation Studios films. So it's, it's Snow White through what's the most recent one is uh, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, soon to be Frozen 2. And uh, all three of these other guys have been on the show. I think, uh, who what, what movies did you guys do? Joe, you were on Fun and Fancy Free. Yes, sir. And you'll be on Hercules soon, coming up. Soon to be Hercules. Uh, Jacob, you were on Melody Time. Indeed. And Jared, you, or you joined us for Peter Pan. So That's correct. Um, so I'm excited to be here. So we were talking about all the all the animated classics. I guess this Lion King is animated, but it's a different animation, so it doesn't really fall into our our list. But uh, we'll be talking about it here. So I'm excited to be here. Maybe this could be a new tradition. As the new live action movies come out, we we review them in hostile discourse since they don't fall into the Disney one by one realm. <laughs> and if you want to check out our uh, our original Lion King episode. It just it just released this last week and we're we had a special guest on a guy named Jim Hill who is a Disney historian and, and podcast legend who came on to talk talk with us about that movie. So it's it's a really fun episode. You should check it out. I know you you're surprised there are people out there that know more about Disney than Mike, but this guy, his whole life has been spent learning about Disney. It was pretty insane the stuff the stuff he talked about. <laughs> but before we get into talking about Lion King 2019. Let me introduce you to my faithful co-hosts back again. I know you've probably missed them, starting with Joe Kuiper from Oklahoma City. Hello, everybody. I missed you guys. Matching a hostile discourse swag over here, both wearing our maroon shirts. I like it. I represent. And from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Jacob Hunter. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. And last but not least... Our potential basketball champion. Did you win the game, Jared? We did win, and but it was the semifinals. So we play the championship okay. next week. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Is it church league, random league? The ch- church in Tulsa sponsors this basketball league, and it's open to anybody. And uh, and I will say tonight, the competition was not very churchly. If you will, they. Uh, wow. So you're supposed to pray before and after the game as league rules, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, their 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 team was not having it. They just kind of stomped out after the game. <laughs> but it's always fun to it's it's always fun to piss off douchebags, is what I like to say. <laughs> wow. Um, hey gang, that's what I meant to say. Is hey gang? Yeah, that's your. Oh yeah, your classic introduction. <laughs> Okay, so the main topic for tonight's episode is The Lion King live action remake. Um, we haven't, on Disney One by One, we haven't been reviewing any of the live action movies since we're still going through the animated classics. So we thought this episode would be a good opportunity to talk about a current movie 
Lion King 2019, which is in theaters right now, which has made globally a billion dollars already. It's got mixed reviews right now, and I think probably some mixed opinions among us, but I'm excited to talk about it. So let's get into it. All right, I'd love to hear your guys' first reactions and also a little bit of background on how you enjoy the original Lion King. I guess let's start with Joe. What did you think of the new movie, and what were your thoughts going into it from the original? Original movie, phenomenal. Uh, I believe we... Phenomenal. I believe we uh, had a podcast talking about uh, Disney brackets once, and... Uh, if I remember correctly, Lion King did win, and I think that was rightfully deserved. Uh, I think it's one of the the best Disney movies of all time. So going into the live ad- adaptation, I was pretty stoked, um, and I think overall it was it was fine. Uh, definitely stayed true to the original in most senses, um, and it you know did as much as it could do with a live adaptation of a movie that's already been made. So I thought it was a uh, it was fine. Overall positive reaction. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, Jared, what did you think? I think that the original Lion King is uh, a perfect movie. 10 out of 10. And But my, my expectations are were not high. I mean, when they announced that they were going to create this live-action uh, version, I was unhappy. I thought, why go back and redo a perfect movie? There's, there's nothing you can do. Um. And uh, and I've 180'd on that after after seeing it. I, I didn't like the the in movie experience was. I kind of agree with Joe. Like it was it was good. It was it was fine. It wasn't wasn't great. Uh, but like sitting on it and thinking about it. And uh, I saw it a couple of days ago, so I've had a couple of days just to think about it. And uh, I, I'm so glad they made this movie now. Uh, I think it's very good for the Lion King fans. I am I'm a little bit surprised on the positive reactions, Jacob. What did you think? Um, I think, like most people, that the original Lion King movie is really wonderful, hilarious. The music's amazing. The score's amazing. It's a really powerful story with really powerful moments. I thought that the remake was really crazy. We might get into it later with the uh, just how technical, technically amazing it was but i think it was probably a bad idea i don't think that the lion king original movie stood to gain much from kind of this style of a remake like your cinderellas and your beauty and the beasts stand to gain but i thought it was okay yeah um mike we had both seen this very recently the original lion king and then i think saw the new one on the same day um opening weekend what did you what did you think of it having recently seen the original so yeah as we've all said i mean we've talked about lion king on another episode of this show with our march madness bracket and i definitely grew up watching that movie watching it recently many times because i bought it on blu-ray and watched it and then we watched it again uh, for our show with jim hill i have quite the like love hate relationship with these disney remakes i think we'll talk about this a little bit more later but i feel like they have good reasons for some of them and bad reasons for most. And I guess that bad reason is just making money. That's the sole reason why they're doing this 
as Jared said when I first heard they were redoing Lion King, I thought that would never happen. I didn't think they would touch that. I guess I didn't think they'd touch Beauty and the Beast either, as it was a Best Picture nominated animated film, one of the best of all time, but they did do that and they ruined that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lion King reminded me, the new Lion King reminded me a lot of, there's a 1998 film called called Psycho, which you may think Psycho wasn't made in 1998. Psycho was made in the 60s, which it was. But in 1998, a director named Gus Van Sant decided to completely remake Psycho shot for shot, starring Vince Vaughn and like Viggo Mortensen, Viggo Mortensen is in it. And the movie was terribly reviewed, even though it's the exact same movie as the original Alfred Hitchcock Psycho movie. Hmm. I was not aware of that. And this just like, what I'm trying to say is this new Lion King is the same as that to me. Like, what's the point? They didn't do anything different other than make it look really, really beautiful. Like, I'll give them, I'll give it that. It's a beautiful movie. I mean, the, the animation is astounding what they can do. None of that was real. All made in computers. But, like, what's the point? What's the point? I'll leave it there. We'll get into more details. Yeah, I think my viewing experience, having seen the old one, right, like a couple weeks before... Um, since it was basically the same movie, I mean, they changed some characters and scenes and songs around a tiny bit. Um, but I was just a little bit bored because I was expecting it to be more different and it, it wasn't. It was this exact same story. I think like the original one, they the animated characters with more cartoony features could be more emotive and more expressive, more human-like. And they made the the animals in this movie like very realistic. And so a lion's face being realistic, its eyes can't move around in crazy directions and make crazy faces like the original could. And I think that just took away from some of the character of it. Um, at the same time, like the realism of the animals made some of the emotional weight a little bit more emotional just because it felt more real. Like when Mufasa died, I saw this with Danny, my wife. I think she cried like four times during this movie. And maybe she would have cried watching the original too. Like I'm not sure, but I think the, the realism added a little bit to that emotional weight, but it also took away from some of the, the fun and like the emotiveness of some of the characters. Um, specifically, I was really surprised at how much they changed Rafiki. Like yeah. he was such a fun character hitting people with his stick and stuff in the original hitting Simba. And in this one, he was just a monkey, you know, who painted on a tree a little bit and on Simba's forehead. But besides that, he wasn't the same like joyous comedic character that he was in the original. So that was a, that was a big disappointment for me. That character being changed so much. I just sent you guys a link in our text thread. These are a little over the top, but there's a an artist who took stills from this new quote unquote live action version and put like more cartoony faces on the characters. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. So they're still like realistic looking, but they have more cartoony features. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean that would have been a very interesting way to go. Yeah, I I would totally agree with these points. And what's especially disappointing is that Donald Glover is probably the most monotone speaking voice I've ever heard in a <laughs> in a voice acting role. I, I don't know about that, Jacob. I mean, I think um, I, I didn't have a problem with Donald Glover as Simba. 
before before I had seen this movie, but after you had seen it, you said you, you made the comment like, "Well, Donald Glover just can't sing," and <laughs> do you, I, that surprised me. Do you still think that? When I hadn't seen it yet, I had just heard the recording of "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," and he can't sing a song like "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." <laughs> like a smooth love song. He, he can sing, this is America. Like he, da, 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 da. I, he's a, he's <laughs> a brilliant <laughs> musician and he has a very distinct style. None of which fits in a shot for shot song for song remake of Lion King, <laughs> especially when you duet him with almost like borderline over singing Beyonce. Damn, dude. We have different takes on this. We have very different takes. Can you feel the love tonight during the daytime? Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, I heard that it was in the daytime, but I feel like it's more in the evening in the movie. Yeah, that didn't bother me. They're preparing for the evening. Yeah, yeah. In in, in a sense, I kind of thought that was an interesting... I appreciated that artistic decision. (laughs) I thought Can You Feel the Love Tonight was was the best part of the movie. That was my favorite favorite part. I I, I, I think we are like polar opposite takes on this. Yeah, uh, I th- they they I thought they sounded really well good together, and uh, Beyonce can do whatever the hell she wants, uh, and except for I, be the voice of an animated lion. See, I disagree. I thought she did a great job. Not I a great like job. She was re- she like she was reading a script so bad. I mean, I <laughs> I heard only bad things about Beyonce, and I thought she was fine. Yeah, I wouldn't say great. I take back great job, but like she, I thought she did a perfectly good job. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're talking about favorite things, I kind of just like bashed this in my brief intro, but um, I thought the highlight of the movie by far was was Timon and Billy Billy Eichner is the voice of Timon, and I guess Seth Rogen and Pumbaa is sort of a, just being adjacent to him. That was like the one aspect of the movie that that changed a little bit. Like they let him improvise and not read the exact same script as the movie from the '90s. And I really enjoyed their banter and sort of the additional fun moments that came out of those characters. When at the end of Kunamatata, he's like, "You just gained 400 pounds in in, in five minutes or whatever." Yeah. Uh, there were some fun lines in there. It's sort of a nod to the original kind of making fun of, of the original that I actually appreciated. Yeah. As I mentioned, the animation is beautiful. There are some people there's some people making fun of the scene where the where the the piece of hair like travels across the the whole continent of Africa. That was a little I was weird. actually thought that was actually kind of fun. I I really enjoyed that part. And kind of clever. Especially when the giraffe eats it and then you see a dung beetle pushing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, at that point, they're just showing off. They're showing off this animation that they can do. I mean, it's silly that everyone's calling this live action because it is not remotely live action, but it at the very least very much looks like it very often. I mean, it looks like you're watching Planet Earth. Yeah, Yeah, it really did. Yeah, even more than the live action Jungle Book. It's even improved since then. Yeah, I mean, they had, how long ago did that that come out? Three or four years ago? Yeah. Um, They've had time to improve the technology for sure. I think one thing that the realistic animation took away on top of like the expressiveness of the characters was just like the the funness of the musical numbers. So like I I just can't wait to be king. In the original he's like there's like a tower of animals spinning around. And, you know, it's very artsy and like 
not realistic um also the song with the hyenas and scar that's Mm -hmm. like very overdone in the cartoon movie and like fire shooting out everywhere and it's just like those musical numbers are a lot more fun than the original and in this one they just were realistic and just a little more boring and the hyenas are marching like nazis (laughs) yeah 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 that it's that it's sad that be prepared uh you know wasn't what it was but if there's there's one thing that live action can can kind of guarantee do better than uh at least a live action like movie about the freaking sahara can do better about uh, can do better than an animated is like scary parts and and it can certainly do worse on silly parts and expressive parts like i don't know fun parts like you're saying big d and and so I was bummed at first that Be Prepared was not in this movie the way it was before, but came to peace with it for two reasons. One, they, they capitalize on what they know that live action can be good at, which is like scary and not silly. And so the hyenas were scary and they weren't that silly. They were kind of silly, but like the premise of Be Prepared part of it is like hyenas are idiots and super dumb. And uh, But like we could make it work with them. <clears throat> and so they didn't go that way. And I think that played to their strength. So I was okay with that. And then the, the second reason is uh, uh, Jeremy, what's his name? Irons? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like legendary performance as Scar, right? Like one of the best voice actings ever. And, uh, and you just can't follow that up. So I was, I was okay with that. I was disappointed at first, but I think for those two reasons, like it was a good call to leave it out. Do it the way they did it. Well, mm-hmm. If you're bringing James Earl Jones back, you might as well just bring Jeremy Irons back. He's alive too. Yeah, I, w- I would have loved that personally. I want to sneak in. My favorite part, it's still slightly related. My favorite part of the movie is the line sleeps tonight. I thought that (laughs) was, was I I was smiling the whole time. I thought it was just a really enjoyable, silly, adding parts the whole time. It was great. And then I actually like jumped in my seat when Nala jumped out. I forgot even that was part of the original movie. Like that's, (laughs) that's perfectly accurate with the first one. Even more related what I think the best thing about this remake and any remake really is the score is way it's just so refined and mm. um like especially during the scene where like Simba's fur is rolling across the continent of Africa, the score is amazing. And it's just like a really clean refined is the best word I have for it, version of the older score i was really really happy with that i think if you took the the visuals off the screen you sat in a dark theater and listened to the score it would still be like a 6.5 out of 10 (laughs) it's just that's the baseline you get from this movie because of hans zimmer's work and uh it's it's absolutely amazing and they added they added a couple really nice little themes and stuff and one thing i noticed i mean immediately off the bat it's the very first scene after after circle of life is the the little mouse is going around and they had this like just nice yes i remember this too like 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 little african thing but yeah that's that was exactly it actually (laughs) but hans zimmer's at work again because i you know for the last couple days i've just been listening to the score basically and um that uh, little theme right there starts with just one one string and it's just holding a note and like that's that's 
it, it it's it's creepy. Like that's a that's uh, I feel like conductors use that one string thing as like a kind of creepy, scary thing. And then you know, three seconds into it, so it doesn't last very long. Then the fun starts. You know, the fun starts happening. But that that note like holds the whole time, underlying this uh, you know this fun kind of innocent mouse thing, not thing, it's just a mouse. And um, and then the fun drops out, and that note is still playing. And here comes Scar. And uh, I think again, Hans Zimmer's genius at work is like. It, that feels like that note is scar the fun like little stuff they're doing is like youthful simba and uh that note is just underlying the rest of the score the whole time um so anyway i i i'm with jacob i really like this the 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 score again and the new parts they added on that point i think that one of the things that made me the most sad was a whole, the whole sequence from when Rafiki shows up and talks to Simba and doesn't hit him on the head and doesn't say, yeah, it's the past cat and hood and stuff like that to the missing song when he's running across the desert of like this land, which is just like one of the best Hans Zimmer songs in my opinion. And they took it out and replaced it with some like pop song by Beyonce. And I did not like that song. And I think that was the biggest disappointment in my mind of this movie. Yeah. See that, that that's my first reaction too, Joe. And now I've been listening to this score. God, I, I think that song is amazing. I knew you were going to come around on it. I think I think that song is amazing. I really do. I and, actually uh, didn't mind that either. I thought yeah. it was a, I thought it was a nice little extra punctuation on that. Yeah, I mean, so here's the deal. <laughs> the original was so good. It, it is, but this is not. This is. See, here's my take on this movie. From now, I'm going to go broader. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. Um, <clears throat> Like this is not a replacement of the original movie. The original movie still exists. Hans Zimmer's score is exactly the same as it was in that movie. We can still enjoy it. And here we have um, some additional context to that original movie. And this this song in particular, I have a couple of thoughts on this song. One is the original is you you, you can get very like um, kind of spiritual undertones to the Lion King, right? And I was personally. I enjoy that, and I was worried that in tw- in 2019, it's very easy to take stuff like that out. But here in that song, they made like an overt, mm-hmm. you know, reference to what what you would probably consider the Judeo Christian God. Yeah, I, I noticed this when when Beyonce sings about you know being one with the Great I Am, and um, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but also to get meta on you, the bridge of that song. So it's kind of the bridge of that song is kind of the pivotal point of the song, right? And that's the very how many times have we listened to the soundtrack, <laughs> dude? I, I've listened to, like nonstop at work for the past two days. In two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh, but the, the, the bridge of that song is, uh, you know, Beyonce says, uh, you know, whatever. The lyrics are like, "Boy becomes a man," and this is, this is what I'm talking about. You just get a little more additional context. It's like, okay. This is right here. They're, they're telling us this is where Simba has become a man. He's taken on his responsibility. He's he's uh, he's not saying you know screw it to his uh, identity or his purpose anymore. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. So I take it that if we had done the debate, should Disney keep making live action remakes? You would have been on the yes side. I, I mean, like again, in general, I. I think my reaction to them is like I, I'm not that excited. I, I haven't. This is the only one I've seen. I haven't seen Aladdin. I haven't seen Jungle Book. I haven't seen. Uh, 
uh, Dumbo or whatever they've made so far. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not that excited for them, but I'm I am now appreciative of the context it adds. So I, I don't know. In general, maybe I'm just biased because I like Lion King so much. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm with Mike. Like I think most of them are are probably not that great and don't have good you know uh, uh, purposes besides just making money. Here here's my problem. My bigger problem with these in general. Let's talk Aladdin real quick. I have not seen Aladdin yet, but I have listened to the soundtrack a few times, and they don't do anything different like yeah will smith is the genie friend like me they didn't do anything different in that song it's a very short song in the original it's like that sequence is very it's like two minutes two and a half minutes yeah will smith who's known for being a hip-hop guy known for being a rapper like you couldn't like add a verse like make this somewhat different make the scene a little bit longer yeah Uh, i think he he may rap like a very short part of it but i don't think the lyrics change like he just goes like I'm genie, what what what, and then just goes on. Like it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing substantial, you know. Uh, and again, yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but let's go to Lion King. I listened to the soundtrack before I saw the movie, which whatever it is, what it is. I guess it, I guess it it helped uh, helped my expectations a little bit. Yeah, that new Beyonce song, I actually kind of like it. I was actually really pleasantly uh, surprised and happy that the lines that like Nala wasn't actually singing it like as a character. I thought That's they were going to add some scene where the lions were like singing this. I'm like, how is that going to work? All the <laughs> lions like going to be gospel singers in the background or whatever. Anyway, that's not, how, that's not what happened. They just use it in the background. But uh, case in point, uh, I just can't wait to be king. Is the only song that they change. Well, I guess be, uh, be prepared, but that's a whole different story. And all they did was add like 16 bars of instrumental in order to like have Simba run around and like mess with some animals for, for, for 20 seconds. Like you couldn't like add a verse to circle of life. You couldn't like add some lyrics to, to I just went, can't wait to be king. You couldn't like do something slightly different with can you feel the love tonight? Or there's an entire Lion King Broadway musical that has many additional songs that are very well regarded and very good and fit in quite well with the story. There's one that Zazu sings called The Morning Report when he flies and he's like, oh, I got The Morning Report, sir. Great song. Great song. He actually sings a song about it. And it's great. Like, how, why, why did you not put that in the movie? You're trying to, you're adding 30, 20 minutes to your movie and you're not going to add in like perfect songs for the story. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It feels so lazy. That's, that's the word. It's lazy. I don't, I do not think it's lazy. I bet you it is entirely deliberate. And I bet you these directors want to take creative liberties on changing up the story and songs, but Disney and corporate overlords want, don't want them to take risks. I think they'd be too, they're too scared that people are going to be upset of the changes and they're just trying to keep them. Yeah the same as similar as possible to the originals and i'm not necessarily knocking favreau yeah it's maybe it may be the executives yeah but it's just like i mean i understand why they're doing it they're making they just made a i mean you said it's up to a billion now by the time we release this it's probably gonna be like a couple hundred million more and so it from a, like a business standpoint i guess it makes sense but it's just like from just a film standpoint it's just it's it's just, I don't know if out of control is the word or too under control, I guess is what it is. Yeah. Now, if you look at Dumbo, I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, the new nope. one. No. Nope. nope. You know, the animated movie, the original is like, what, how long is that, Dave? Like six It's like an minutes? hour 10. Yeah, it's real short. And the elephant doesn't talk. <laughs> and so 
now the movie was was okay but they at the very least had to do something different with it and i think for what it's worth it's 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 at least worth checking out because it's not the same <clears throat> same with cinderella cinderella the animated movie first off is short but also it is mainly about the mice and the cat <laughs> fighting and bickering with each other like it's a large portion of the movie and the, now the live action one they didn't do that and kenneth Branagh who's a shakespeare guy directed it, and it's actually that one's actually pretty good beauty and the beast they just added some sequence with the a little more a few more scenes with the beast and some really weird looking somewhat realistic looking house props and that one was not very good i don't know I don't know exactly what I'm getting at, but my ultimate point, like I said, is that I just feel like Lion King was very lazy, and there are sequ- there are multiple scenes and sequences that are shot for shot to the original, including the opening is exactly the same. I feel like that is totally excusable, though. I- I'm I'm really thrilled with the opening sequence. Yeah, when I heard when I heard it was like the, the exact same voice, even. I was I was very very happy because I mean Circle of Life is is maybe the best. I mean it wasn't the same it wasn't the same woman singing the song but like the very first note it, that's that's like the best Disney song that exists I think so I'm I'm kind of with Jacob on this one. I think this is probably a good transition into our debate for the night a related topic. So let's get into the debate. Okay, Mike, you are judging. The debate question is, which Disney animated classic would be the worst live-action remake? And so Disney at this point has made like 13, 12 or 13 live-action remakes. Another 13 are on the calendar. Um, So there were a lot that we, I guess 13 already in existence that we couldn't choose from. This surprises me. What surprises you? The number of them? I didn't know that there were 13. There's a lot. Well, that's including 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Uh, and 102 Dalmatians in 96 yeah. and 2000. <laughs> Dave, should we just go through the list real quick for those who don't know what this list includes? Of the, like the whole animated classics Yeah, I list? can just read through all of them real quick. Yeah. Go and for if it. The, and if it's been remade, holler. <laughs> okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Eh, I don't think they've done that. Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, yes, Bambi, no, Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time, The Avengers of Ikebata, Mr. Toad, Cinderella, yes, Alice in Wonderland, yes, Peter Pan, kinda. I don't know if Disney's actually done it. Lady and the Tramp, it's happening. Maleficent. Beauty, yeah. Maleficent? Oh, yeah, there you go. That counts. And they're yep. making a sequel that's coming out soon. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians, yes. Sword in the Stone, no. Jungle Book, yes. Aristocats, don't think so. Robin Hood, maybe not Disney. Uh, the Adventures, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, Fox and Winnie the Hound. Winnie the Pooh, yeah. Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's wow. right. Rescuers, Fox and the Hound, Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, Little Mermaid is happening. They Black just Cauldron. They just announced the cast. Oh, never mind. That, I was thinking of Sword no. in the Stone. <laughs> no. They just announced the cast of Little Mermaid. Uh, Rescuers Down Under, Beating the Beast, yes. Aladdin, yes. Lion King, yes. Pocahontas, I'm sure it's coming. Hunchback, not sure if they'd want to remake that one. <laughs> That's scheduled. Yeah, it's to be announced. Yes. <laughs> Joe's Esmeralda, <I'll> yes. <laughs> Hercules. That'll be not sick. Sure. Mulan, there's a trailer. Tarzan, does George of the Jungle count? No. 
There's been well, there's been Tarzans, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not Disney though. Yeah, there was one. Fantasia 2000, Dinosaur, Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Home in the Range, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Bolt, The Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Wayne and the Pooh, again, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Utopia, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and Frozen 2, which is coming out in November. I, I, believe, I so. feel like 13 is somehow an overestimate, or at least a really liberal definition of a remake. <laughs> It's close. I think it's close. Okay, is Pete's Dragon a thing? That is a Disney movie, but that doesn't count on this list because it was made by a different section of the company. Okay. Um, and this is really off topic, but I want to get this on record before we go into the debate. Um, I don't go to a lot of kids' movies. And I'm even more disincentivized because that was the worst set of trailers I've seen for a movie oh. in like the past. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, maybe in my entire life. It was. <laughs> they all have fart jokes or butt jokes. So bad. Yeah, Jacob, you're absolutely right. I thought the same it thing. It was bad. All right, Mike, let's kick off the debate. You can decide who speaks first. We'll start with uh, opening statements, then do rebuttals, and then closing statements eventually. All right, so we are debating which of these movies that I just listed off will be the worst live action remake. So I'll start with... Uh, Jared, go for it. What's your movie? Well, my pick is the Aristocats, and uh, boy, this this would be oh uh, a nightmare to watch. Um, the only good parts of this movie are when these this band of cats are like just jamming away on piano, trumpet, cello. Uh, you know, they're scatting. These are stray cats, mind you, okay? It would be such a weird... For two reasons. One, stray cats are just not pleasant to look at. And and we have a whole movie of just watching stray cats. And two, how the <laughs> hell are you going to make cats, stray cats, playing piano and blowing on a trumpet uh, and picking a banjo? Like, it just... It, it, it's literally a movie... Uh, about like the piano cat meme, and um, and uh, it, it would be an absolute nightmare. It would make a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. When, when's the last time you've seen that, Jared? <laughs> the Aristocats. Oh, uh, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be probably probably twenty two years. <laughs> <laughs> Almost your whole life. <laughs> yeah, so when you were what, like three. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Uh, but it might as well be 22 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the last. I did. I did give myself a recap of the of the plot, and it's all coming back to me. But it, it, yeah, okay, I'll stop there. Yeah. All right. That was Jared with Aristocats. Jacob, what do you got? I've got a wonderful movie as it stands right now, Emperor's New Groove. We've just experienced a live action experiment with animals. And we've come away with some things that we think are good and bad about this kind of remake. I think the problem with an Emperor's New Groove remake is that you get none of the benefits and a lot of the negatives. It's like the most stylized animation of any animated Disney movie, and all of that goes away if you go live action. Like, think of the crazy architecture they're drawing. The characters are all, like, crazy proportions and, like, weird-looking. It's all very charming, but that's all gone in live action. 
the score is nothing to be desired, really. Like, it's not something you remember about the movie. And so a uh, what you would gain from a remake, that doesn't really carry over. Uh, additionally, what we do like to see in a, a high-dollar remake like this is a crazy cast of celebrities, which we already have in Emperor's New Groove with John Goodman, <laughs> David Spade, and Patrick Warburton. And so um, not much improves. There's no, like, if you saw it, there's really, as as we see Disney remake these, there's not much reason, um, if any at all, that you would choose that over the original. All right, and that's what I thought about Lion King. So, uh, Joe, what's your movie? Honestly, while you were going through that list, I regret not choosing dinosaurs, because <laughs> I think that would have been absolutely <laughs> atrocious. But I will stick with mine, which I think is maybe the second worst, uh, and that is Wreck-It Ralph. Um Wreck-It Ralph is a phenomenal movie, probably one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, but it w- it would just it would not make a good remake, um, and the the reason is similar to your guys is like we've seen them use live action animals and like maybe kind of pull it off, but it's not something that we really need. And I think having live action video game characters is just a tried and failed operation. That like we, we had a whole podcast about like how bad video game adaptations have been, and this is a movie that should be animated because it needs that animation style to correctly convey the video game characters. And I think if you made it live action, it would lose that, and it would become absolutely terrible. Yeah, I'd love. Is it, does Mario appear in Wreck It Ralph? No, no, it's oh, okay because we've had oh, live action no. Mario. That would have been awesome. Felix. <laughs> oh yeah, Felix is yeah, the version horrible. of Mario, right? Yeah. Well, just look at live action Mario with the. Uh, John Leguizamo and uh, who else was in that? It's atrocious. Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right, David, you're last. What do you got? All right, the worst Disney animated classic remake would be Bambi. And I, Mike, I know from our episode on Bambi, you really enjoyed this original. I didn't as much as you, but I think the main reasons why I think it'd be terrible, um, we kind of highlighted in our Lion King discussion, but what the remakes do is tame down the cartoonishness of these original movies and a tamed down more realistic version of Bambi would just be a sad and depressing story about deer living in the forest. Like even the emotiveness and like the humor of Thumper would not be conveyed well in like a realistic looking rabbit, similar to how we saw like Rafiki. They didn't make him that, fun cartoony character in Lion King because they wanted him to be a realistic monkey and realistic forest creatures just would not be a fun movie. It'd be boring. It'd be depressing and it'd be scary because you'd be seeing deer that look real being shot by hunters and Bambi being sad about his mom dying. I just think it'd be a sad, depressing movie. Like Lion King. All right, <laughs> Jared. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jared, you've heard uh, these arguments. Can can you uh, back yours up a little bit more than that, that you've heard the other guys? Yeah, sure. So, uh, start, we maybe go in reverse order or something. Bambi uh, is at least like, uh, everything David just said was true, but Bambi's at least d- deer or at least like kind of graceful, somewhat pretty creatures to look at. Like, if we're going to have a, a live action... <laughs> You know that looks like a that looks like a, uh, what do you call it a planet Earth? You know, like the Lion King was. At least like deer in a forest are are like kind of pretty. You know, 
compared to stray cats in a Paris alley with trash everywhere and like uh, that, that movie's not even pretty to look at um, Wreck-It Ralph uh, oh Joe 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 that's where you're wrong my friend imagine um, imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Ralph and uh, and uh, I don't know who else playing who and then Jacob um, <laughs> oh boy and then Jacob uh, your pick was uh, oh yeah Emperor's New Groove yeah again we got Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Kronk and imagine that no it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger joke that didn't land I guess um, uh, the, the, the problem is that there are there are the humans involved in that movie which are it's a lot of humans and a llama Humans are great for live action. Cats are terrible for live action. So um, that, that, those are my rebuttals. <laughs> All right, Jacob, how about some brief rebuttals to defend Emperor's New Groove? Well, first I'll just say about Emperor's New Groove is that unlike a lot of these, it is pretty much a comedy and a very physical comedy at that. And it really benefits from exaggeration, wackiness, and that's just not a thing that you go for live action to capitalize on. You remake something in live action because there's something tantalizing about the idea that you want to see um, in a more realistic light. But that's none of the fun of Emperor's New Groove. Like, nothing great about it is like, oh, what if someone was actually a llama? No, you want to see the goofy cartoon llama. Um, <laughs> my problem with David's pick is that I think the live action animals are beautiful. And, like, what they do with creating the natural world in a really idealized way that still looks real is, like, really captivating. Like, the jungle in Lion King was, I, I, I thought it was a really beautiful thing to look at for a, a long time on screen and just, like, kind of immerse in. And I feel like that would be there in Bambi, too. Also, like, a big theme in Bambi is, like, the cruelty of man against animal, which would only be heightened by seeing a real man kill a real deer... And with Aristocats, I think the problem you have is that it's got too much of like the standalone classic thing to it. Um, I could see it would be just like a really bland letdown in a lot of ways, but it wouldn't be taking away so much of what the original charm was. And then with Joe, the, I might lose you guys on this, but I think that the original Mario movie is the great part about it is that it's like a really aggressive take on the Mario character and that's hilarious and enjoyable to kind of experiment with. I really would love to see what a live action Bowser looks like and just like live action takes on video game characters. That's a really interesting thing to me. It's not like you're taking a lot. Uh, we already know what lions look like in real life. We don't know what Bowser looks like in real life. So that's that's what I mean with like a live-action remake can be good when you want to imagine what something would look like when it's real. All right. Joe, brief rebuttals, please. Uh, first off, Jacob, thank you for presenting a, a real rebuttal instead of just saying Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, I think, I mean, again, I, I agree kind of with Jacob's point that animals, while maybe not perfectly adapted for live-action movies, 
they are pretty. And I think that it's, it's something that like you make into a real life and they can all be, you know, have a pretty good continuity of how they look and how they move. And the issue with Wreck-It Ralph is that they, they switch from animation styles throughout the movie and kind of go into these different video games with different styles. And I think that's what makes it special. And if you made that into a live action, I think that would become not only much harder to do, but also much less true to the original source content. And one example of that is uh, when you think about the people in the hotel that Ralph Rex, if you haven't seen the movie, they, they move in like a very pixelated and like robotic way. And it's, it's, it's very cool to look at and it clearly makes it look like it's in a video game. And I don't think that would uh, transfer at all into a live action movie. Um, so I think animals, not a great thing. Video games, a terrible thing to adapt. Uh, and all of yours kind of have animals. Um, some do have humans. And I, and I think the humans at least give your movies something to, you know, base off of in real life. All right, David, rebut. Yeah, so Joe, talking about Wreck-It Ralph, I think that the reason that yours would make a good movie is because they could change it more than they could Bambi. Bang. Like Bambi is a simple story about creatures in the woods, and that's what... And it doesn't even have all of the songs, all of the creative scenes that the original Lion King does. It doesn't have any of that. So the live-action version would just be so boring. But live-action version of Wreck-It Ralph would have room for creativity, room to make make it this like weird like live-action version of a video game, kind of like Jacob was saying with Mario. Um, we want to see changes. We want to see creativity, not just the same movie copy and pasted with updated animation. So I think there's a lot of room there for... Um, an interesting take on Wreck-It Ralph with live action. And Emperor's New Groove, I think, also has a similar opportunity there for the human actors to to be funnier, maybe even funnier than the cartoons. And for, I mean, they could still use animation to to make the setting look weird and wonky like it is in the movie. I think there's lots of room there for an updated, more different version than Bambi would have where where the core story of Bambi is very simple. There aren't, aren't any musical songs in Bambi and there's just not much room there for, to create something new, kind of like an even more restricted version of what Lion King is. And then Jared Aristocats. I mean, I don't know why you keep harping on what, how alley cats are so hideous to look at. Like they can, they can make them look funny, like fat, cats and skinny cats and frizzy cats and i don't know there's, there's so many not, cats jerry they're not that hard to look at <laughs> that, that's like one of your main points but i don't i don't agree yeah you must be a cat person i don't, I don't like you <laughs> have you guys seen the trailer for cats yes oh, oh boy oh. that's exactly oh. what a live action aristocats would look like <laughs> no it would not live action that means using real humans right no, just kidding. <laughs> Judy Dench as as cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, what do we do next? Final, final. Mike, you arguments? can ask clarifying questions or ask us to give our final statements. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any 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 questions. I'll I'll take some final statements. So <laughs> we'll continue in our order. Jared, convince all right. me. All right, listen, Mike. Listen, Mike. I concede that my argument so far has been pretty bottom of the barrel. I concede that. <laughs> but but here's what I want you to do, okay? And please indulge me. 
close your eyes. <laughs> You're floating over the Paris slums. Suddenly you zoom in on a, a broken shack, broken windows everywhere. A light flickers. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. What, what, what's it going to be? What's in here? Is, what, is buried treasure? What the heck is this? <laughs> you can... <laughs> the light turns on. Jeez. Have you even seen this movie? <laughs> the light turns on. Bang. There are a dozen dirty, mangy cats. <laughs> all with different music, real-life musical instruments. One is sitting on the piano bench. It looks so stupid. No cat could ever do this. One has its small mouth. Comp- I mean, its mouth is wide open trying to blow on a tuba unsuccessfully one is somehow playing a violin um imagine how ridiculous this looks my my movie is uh <laughs> let me put it this way david's movie is boring but pretty my movie is boring and hideous to look at. <laughs> okay so that's that's my closing argument and i'll I, i'll uh I'll uh, be happy with whatever you give me, Mike. All right. Well, thank you. I'm just imagining Jennifer Hudson as part of that as well. All right. <laughs> Jacob, your final your final argument for Emperor's New Groove. Sure. I find myself empathizing with Joe's argument. A lot of oh. what we offer is an original movie that is totally charming based on the fact that it's animated. So going to live action, you just lose so much of what you already love. Um, they would take huge changes, and I'm not saying that, like, remakes are great, they're very fun, but, you know, that's not the remake we're talking about here. We're talking about the Disney remakes we've already been experiencing. Um, I think the problem with Bambi is that, like, it it doesn't have the musical, the crazy musical numbers. And that's like the biggest letdown of the Lion King. What you stand to lose is no longer there anymore. So you just gain like the really realistic animals. And it's just a, a different style. Still beautiful. Aristocats would be really bad. Um, but it wouldn't be as much of a tragic letdown as a remake of the Emperor's New Groove. All right, Joe, final thoughts on Wreck-It Ralph. Keep it brief. I will. Uh, I do also just want to mention quickly that Aristocats does have pretty cats in it, not just slum cats. And that one scene uh, is just one scene. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like Nala's, you know, pretty eyes. Those translated really well to to a actual lion. Yeah. Four of the main characters in that movie are like beautiful cats. But they're going to be real cats. Anyway. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Look, there there have been movies made of video games. We got we got Doom, Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, just a bunch of movies that are absolute trash. And none of those correlate into a good live action, and I don't think trying to adapt those into different styles of different video games in real life would work. And Wreck-It Ralph also is the highest rated on IMDb out of these four movies that we've mentioned. And I think the better rated the movie is, the less it needs a remake and the less it deserves a remake. At least if it's a movie that's bad, you can like adjust things enough to justify it being a remake. But with a, a good movie, like why remake it? And I think that's kind of what we said with Lion King. 
I mean, they couldn't really improve on it. The best they could do is maybe make some small changes, which they didn't do. And I think that's why it came out so blah. And same thing for Wreck-It Ralph. I think just leave it alone. Okay. Thanks, David. Wrap it up. Yeah, Jared, no wonder your argument failed because the only scene you've seen is probably the only scene that's in the trailer with them playing instruments. <laughs> um, but it, as far as Bambi goes, if you, if you Google a picture of a deer and then Google a picture of Bambi, deer are not so cute. Oh, yes, real life. they are. A realistic deer would not be able to emote very well. You don't the reason that the Twitter. lions in live-action Lion King worked as well as they did is because lions are beautiful majestic creatures and they're they're easy to look at but speaking of ugly animals jared a deer a realistic deer in a movie just it would not be endearing endearing eyes and bambi needs that aspect to the story and that's what the original had but the remake just wouldn't be able to to convey David should win just for saying endearing in that argument. <laughs> I, I, I can endorse that as well. Okay, yeah. Mike. So you, your job is to choose who gave the best argument, not who you, which one you would choose yourself. Or do whatever you want. Or do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm way in on do whatever you I want. I think the best argument goes to Jared, but he's not winning this. <laughs> um, also, you can give first to fourth place. The, too. the most entertaining argument fourth place goes to a bambi david Ugh. i think what you're saying is like and we've talked about lion king and yeah i had some gripes about it quite a few gripes about it and this this whole live action thing in general however one of its greatest aspects is how beautiful it is and i think bambi is is an incredibly beautiful movie and adapting that to live action, though I don't think it's necessary, um, I think would actually cater fairly well to the technology and what they're trying to do with with movies like Lion King and Jungle Book. I think some of the best, some of the cutest looking characters in Lion King were those like antelope and deer and stuff in the uh, in the lion sleeps the night scene. But they were. I think they can make it work, and I don't really think anything you argued like makes sense to win this debate. So you're number four. Number three. I'm giving to Jared, despite my love of his argument. (laughs) As long as I get, like, it sounds like, it sounds like I'm getting, not like most improved, but like an honorable mention. That's what I'm going for. I'm getting honorable mentions. So I'll take that. That's way more than I thought I was going to get. Okay. Well, partially because I don't think you've really have seen this movie. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, 22 years is a long time. Let's put it that way. And despite the trailer for Cats that we have referenced, that's not that's not what they would be doing. They would be making realistic looking cats as opposed to yeah. But that, human. I mean, that in fairness, that I was to, to, uh, not in fairness. But to be clear, that was definitely a joke when I <laughs> said that's what it would look like. So once we have that clarified, do you want to change your answer, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, and and I think they could make some pretty darn good looking cats in real life and make Paris in real life and they would actually probably actually work. So well, I accept my thumbs playing instruments. Yeah, I buy that slightly, but they could tweak the plot. My number two goes to Jacob and Emperor's. No, unfortunately I haven't seen this movie. And so that doesn't really help your argument. Uh, I'll be watching it soon. It'll be coming up soon on, on Disney one by one. 
though I get I get your points about not wanting to recast the characters and not wanting to when you think about someone turning into a llama would be weird in live action. That actually might that might actually be better in live action. Now I haven't like I said I haven't seen this. I've seen the preview, so the stylizedness of it. Um, I think they could do something creative in live action and still keep that style while having some some real people. So, but I get I, I get your point and uh, your point of of why recast this because the cast is great. I mean that's why you landed number two. So which that that leaves the winner as Joe Wreck It Ralph. Woo! I think you had a little you had quite the advantage of this movie would be impossible to make in live action. <laughs> <It'd be laughs> so very hard. <laughs> you just have that going for it. And yes, like to take all these video game characters, all these icons of pop culture that we know and love so much to turn uh what's the name of the little video game guy? Pac-Man. Philbert. Philbert Pac-Man. Hubert. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Hubert. What is it? Hubert. Hubert. Hubert, yeah. yeah. To try to turn Cubert into something that looks real, I mean that's like that's not possible. Yeah. Like they've already done that <laughs> in Wreck It Ralph, and so, and yeah, so the absolutely. only thing they would really have to do is like turn the kids in the arcade into humans, and I guess Ralph would be like some sumo wrestler they'd bring in. I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I just don't really know how that would work. <laughs> it would be some weird CG yeah. disaster like like Ready Player One, and. Uh, and it would. There you go. Ready Player One is live action Wreck-It Ralph. Therefore, uh, <laughs> it's not a very good idea. <laughs> it is already lost. So, so Joe, congratulations. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your thank arguments. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels really good to have won, but also uh, really bad that there was probably a better answer out there, and I really do think dinosaurs would be the worst. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> picture, picture Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park dinosaurs that like talk <laughs> just, just, yeah, that, just the jaw movement alone was that movie in yeah. like realistic cgi so that movie they've they the tried. whole selling point the whole marketing uh campaign of that movie was all of the backgrounds are real but the dinosaurs are obviously fake so they went and filmed stuff all over the world or in certain real locations and then you know comped the cg dinosaurs into the actual footage Weird. So how is that not already? No one, what no one's mean? arguing for it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, but no like, one's arguing for it. That was, a, so that was thing, already remade. So, they remade itself when they released it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess making the dinosaurs more realistic. <laughs> but they, I think they tried to make them realistic, so that movie just... <laughs> per your argument, Joe, that movie's probably terrifying like, anyway. What if you saw that headline yeah. yesterday, or tomorrow, that like Disney announces they're going to remake dinosaurs? <laughs> Like, uh, how they use the exact same backdrops because it's real. They just replace all the animation. Yeah, they just dust off some old <laughs> stock footage. That's all they needed to do with Lion King. Just take the whole audio track from the original and just reanimate it. That's basically what they did. Yeah. Yeah, we need to be more open to new ideas. Jared, your original choice was Ratatouille before I banned Pixar. That would have been a fun one. It would be adorable. <laughs> Because it would have been a bad remake. A disgusting you think so? rat. A disgusting. A people, you don't want to see a rat in, in your kitchen. I do. If it's cooking me some nice ratatouille. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, they made the rat in that movie so like I don't know cute and endearing, but a real life rat you cannot make the protagonist. And, and, I disagree. And, and ratting. Look, Jared. Not everyone can cook, but a good cook can come from any one or hmm. any rat. Well. That is a movie I have seen recently, so I may have made a better argument for that one as well. Also, have you ever had ratatouille? Yes. No. I just don't think it's good. It's just it's vegetables. It's yeah, but basically. it has rat in the name, it's so bad. it's perfect.
<laughs> they make it look so good in the movie. <laughs> All right, anyway. let's wrap this sucker up. Um, and the sucker it has been. we have not been on a consistent schedule here on hostile discourse but that's all right you can still leave us a rating and review on itunes if you are so inclined and subscribe to disney one by one which releases a new episode every wednesday and there are also going to be some special bonus episodes coming out soon mike do you want to preview those real quick yeah well this is a special bonus episode we're going to simulcast this on the disney one by one feed um, I also have a couple interviews in the works with some people that actually worked on Lion King, the original, not the new one. So Beyonce, uh, s- s- yeah, right. Beyonce's <laughs> coming on Disney one by one. No, so, so subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts wherever you find your podcasts, and uh, you'll find those episodes. Next week, I think we'll have Pocahontas is the one after Lion King. Again, uh, you can search for Disney one by one, spell it out, or just search Disney one x one, and you can find it. And uh, listen to past episodes; you can hear everyone on this show on our show yes the hostile discourse crew makes frequent appearances and i am there on every episode like it or not so uh, thank you joe jacob and jared for coming back on the show happy to be here thank you welcome to hell and thank you mike for coming back (laughs) i was trying to think of a lion king quote the king has returned hakuna matata thanks dave (laughs) bye everybody see ya so long Thanks for listening to Hostile Discourse. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And check out our other social media accounts linked in the show notes. Join us next time for more inexhaustible debate over the most questionable of topics.